Good morning, Sojourners. Uh, good to see everybody here, especially with the time change and everything. It's amazing how um, one hour can make a difference. But, um, uh, well, you know, if you already heard from James's announcements, uh, we've been every past few weeks going over various ministries and um, committees in our church in order to kind of uh, not only revamp a little bit, but also just to recruit and to encourage those who are serving to continue to serve. And, um, you know, every week as we go over these ministries or in these committees, I've been saying that each committee is the most important uh, ministry. And today we're highlighting the most important ministry, right? And that's the ministry of praise or what we might call the worship committee. Um, it has to be the most important, right? Because you know, what is the church um, if it's not about worship? Every Sunday, we worship. And although in the past year, we've been doing this on Zoom, uh, we, we know we look forward to worshiping together um, in person. But you know, we have to understand and be reminded that a lot goes into Sunday worships. Um, there's a lot of behind the scenes action that's happening that's or preparing us for, for every Sunday um, to worship. And there's a lot of people there behind our, our worship as well. Uh, Amy makes sure that the bulletin goes out every week. Uh, we've got Mina, who uh, not only prepares slides, but makes sure that there are people there to pray and, and um, to take part in the, in the service. Uh, and now that we've been on Zoom, even you know, Jen Lee has been facilitating our, our, our services every week. And uh, when we meet in person, there's got to be people who set up. You know, there's got to be people who, who people like James and people like Danny who, who help set up with the sound. And, um, and then you have the, the actual praise team itself who need to come together a little earlier to not only set up, but to practice as much as they can. They've got to play, they've got to sing. And then after it's all done, they need to break it down. And, and so these, these things, they, they, they don't happen by themselves, right? It, it takes manpower and it takes a level of commitment and it takes a level of faithfulness. And that's what we're going to look at here a little bit today to kind of highlight our, our worship committee. But apart from the logistics and the preparation, uh, what I want to focus on in terms of worship is the praise, uh, is, is the praise time. And, um, you know, as you know, Abe uh, has been leading our Zoom praise time every Sunday, but he is our praise leader and um, thought it would be appropriate to kind of look at Psalm 33 and see uh, how important this, this idea of praise is. Um, it's not just important, it's probably one of the key elements of, of worship. Now, let me be very honest. Um, I'm not a praise kind of guy. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, the Christian music kind of guy. I'm not, I'm not into singing. And it's not that because I, I, I don't want to be, it's more because I just don't have it. You know, I just don't have the skills. And maybe some of you are, maybe some of you are more into, into worship time or praise time. But overall, you know, I, I can't say the church uh, is, is the most passionate or the most emotionally expressive as maybe other churches are when it comes to, when it comes to our praise time, which, which is fine. Uh, it's fine as, as long as we um, are intentional, as long as we are in, sincere during, during our praise time, as long as we know that you know, we may never be the Hillsong Church, right? But, uh, but we need to take praise seriously. But here's what I want us to know. Whether or not you are into praise or praise time or, or even just singing Christian songs, I think we can all agree and appreciate the, the importance of praise during worship because it is an, an optional thing. Um, 
praise time and, and during our worship time is it, not some sort of extracurricular aspect of worship that comes just before the sermon. If you look in our passage, uh, it's a command. It's a command. It's a command by a holy God to sing and to sing his truth and, and to praise him. It's a command. And so when you look at Psalm 33, I just want to see a brief, a few things. This will be a short sermon, but Psalm 33 here, what we see here is this, that it's, it's a psalm without a title. And, and we don't really know who the author of the psalm is, nor do we know the occasion for its composition. But we do know that this psalm exhorts the people of God to praise the Lord. This exhortation to praise the Lord is given in the first three verses. You know, if we just heard what was read by Eric, uh, verse one, shout or sing joyfully. Verse two, make uh, melody to him. Verse three, sing to him a new song. And not only does he tell us what to do, but also tells us how to do it with passion, shout, right? Shout for joy uh, with freshness, sing a new song. And verse three, Play skillfully. Play skillfully, right? And so the idea here you get in Psalm 33 is, is that this is a pretty exuberant kind of praise. And what you don't get is this idea that he's thinking of a bunch of people that are sort of just mumbling words from a bulletin along, along to a tune, right? And we had to ask ourselves, whether it's over Zoom or even in person, during praise time, do you participate in this? Do you, do you listen to the word of God and see what God wants from you to be able to sing to him, to praise his name? Now, I know some of us might think, well, you know, that, that, that's just not me. You know, that's, that's, maybe that's just not our church. Um, you know, it's just, not, it's just not me. But listen to this. Listen to the first verse. Verse one says this, shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous, Praise befits the upright. Praise befits you. That's what he says in verse 1. It's, it's fitting. He's saying it fits you. Praise fits you. Now, some of you might be saying, well, no, it, it doesn't fit me because I'm not that singing type. You know, I'm not that whatever, you know, praise kind of person. But, but, but Psalm says this, it, it does. It does fit you. And if you think that you're not a praise kind of person or that you don't know how to praise, I, I want us to think about this again and think about it again. Because in a sense, we all know what praise is. We all do what praise is. We all do praise. We all praise. Now, maybe we don't do it with singing all the time, but we praise all the time. We know what it is. When you and I are confronted with something awesome, something we think is great, something that we think is amazing, something maybe that's so much greater, so much more wonderful than us, it pushes us to praise. Those of you who have children, you know, your first child, in the, in the, when they took their first steps, you know, what, what was your response? Wow, wow, look at this, right? You, you're watching your favorite sports, right? Your favorite football player, your favorite basketball player, and they, and they score, and, and it's amazing to you. What are you moved to do? You're moved to shout. You're moved to cheer. You're moved to praise, right? Uh, that, that amazing YouTube clip or video that, that you just saw that you thought was so great or so amazing or so wonderful, you didn't just think inside of your head, wow, this is kind of cool, uh, but, but you had to say it. That's awesome. And not only did you have to say it, you had to share it. You come and get your, your spouse, your, your, your friends or whoever it is and say, hey, look, you got to see this. You've got to listen to this. 
you got to watch this. In fact, we could say this, that your joy and your commitment, or not commitment, but excitement, is not complete, it's not fully experienced until you verbalize it or express it, until you share it. Look at this. This is great. This is amazing. And that's what praise is. That's what praise is, that the more amazing, the more awesome the object, there's a more desire to express it, to, to share it, to praise it. Praise is the act or the declaration or the expression of joy and amazement in someone or something. And in that sense, we, we all praise. Uh, we, all, we all do. We all experience this. Now, when you look at the psalm here in chapter 33, the psalmist gives us three reasons for why we ought to praise God. Three reasons to praise God, all right? The first is God's word. When you look at verses 5 through 9, listen to what he says. He loves righteous and just, just righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. By the breath of his mouth, all their hosts. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. And so the first reason we ought to praise God this way is that we have the word of the Lord. And when you look at the Psalms here in verses 5 through 9, it was the word of the Lord that, that created that created, the, that created everything that we see. The promises there are true. And, and, we, and the psalmist is saying, therefore, we ought to praise him for that. And if you think about how God created the world, um, we are immediately brought back to Genesis 1, where we see the expression God said, right? And God spoke, and, and there was light, and there was expanse, and there was the sea, there was land, vegetation, there was man, so on and so forth. And all came from the word of God. And so this is the word of the creator God. Therefore, in verse 8 of Psalm 33, we read, let all the earth fear the Lord, let all the people of the world revere him. And the point that he brings up here in this, the reason that we and I praise God is because of his word, the word they created. And it reminds us, we were created. We were created. Uh, because of his word, we were created. And therefore, we were created to praise him. Praise him. We were created to praise. And that's why we praise, right? Um, the second reason that the psalmist gives us is not only uh, because of his word, but also because of his will. He says this, that we should shout, we should praise and worship and sing with, with fervor, with freshness and skill, not only because of the word, but because of his will. And so in verses 10 to 11, we read that the Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plans of his heart to all generations. And so ultimately, what we see here is that God's purpose alone stands. And that for that reason, we, we praise him. We praise him for his purpose. We praise him for his will, that it, it is firm. We do what Proverbs 19.21 recognizes, that many are the plans in man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. And so the psalmist praises him for God's will, for his will. And the last reason or the third reason we see here, not only does the psalmist say we should praise God for his word, uh, we should praise God for his will, but we should also praise God for his gaze, for his look. Look at verse 13. He says this, the Lord looks down from heaven and he sees all the children of men from where he sits enthroned. He looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth who fashions the hearts of them and observes all their deeds. There the psalmist recognizes that our God sees all people. 
and he watches all who live on the earth. He who formed the hearts of all also has total knowledge of everything. He sees everyone's imagination, everyone's thoughts, everyone's words, and everyone's plans. Everyone is under the gaze of the sovereign judge of all the earth, and he has perfect knowledge. Now, if you recognize this, think about that. that that's kind of scary, isn't it? God sees everything I do, right? He sees everything I think, everything I say. How is that supposed to lead me to praise him? It's kind of scary, the fact that he might know that. I mean, how's the fact that God's word, God's will, and his gaze end up in my praise? It's kind of intimidating overall, isn't it? But here's the thing. You compare Psalm 33 with just the previous psalm, Psalm 32, the psalm right before this one. And even though this Psalm 33 doesn't have a title or an author, Psalm 32 does. And the author is King David. And in that Psalm, just before he begins this Psalm, David ends with verse 11, Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. So Psalm 32, David ends with praise. But why? Because in Psalm 32, David began with forgiveness. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered, right? And David ends that psalm because of forgiveness with praise. So Psalm 33 takes right off after Psalm 32. Praise, praise him, shout for joy, right? Sing a new song, right? Make melody with your hearts. Praise for the forgiveness and grace and the salvation that we receive. Now, here's the question. How did the psalmist think he would save? And I don't think the psalmist quite knew exactly what God was going to do. I think he knew God was going to do something, but he praised him for hope, right? Look at verse 20 in our passage. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield, for our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. You see, the psalmist praised God for salvation, even though the psalmist probably didn't have a clear picture of how that's going to look like, right? Yet he hoped in that. He trusted in that, all right? According to God's word, according to God's will, according to uh, God's gaze, you know, he, he trusted that God was going to save them somehow. But now, we today, we know better, don't we? Because here's the thing. The people in the Psalm 33, they praised for what they hoped for, but what they hoped for, we now have. Psalm 33, this says, we praise God for his word, which is reliable, faithful, true, the promises of God. But today, we know, just like the Apostle John says, that Jesus is the living word, that he is the amen and the faithful and true witness of all God's promises, according to Revelation chapter 3. The, psalm in, the psalmist in 33 says, we, we praise God for his divine will, that his plans will stand firm forever and the purposes of heart through all the generations. But we know today, according to Romans 8.28, that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purposes, and that his plans all along was to forgive us and save us by sending us his only son, Jesus Christ. Psalm 33 says we ought to praise God for his gaze, that he looks down from heaven. He sees everything, every thought, every word, every deed. And, and that could be a scary thought. That when God sees me, he, he, he sees 
everything, that he's going to see all my sins. He's going to see all my weaknesses. He's going to see my shortcomings. But we know now, don't we, that now in and because of Jesus Christ, that whenever God sees me, he doesn't just see me in my sin. He sees me in his son, Jesus Christ. He doesn't see me in my raw sinfulness, my failures and weaknesses, but he sees me like he sees his only begotten son, whom he loves from the very beginning of time. And that means this, that when the holy God gazes upon me, love, he sees me, he loves me and gazes upon me as the apple of his eye. And so we praise God then for that. We praise the living word, Jesus Christ. We praise Jesus and God for his will, his plan, which was to redeem sinners such as us by taking our death, giving us a life that we didn't deserve. And we praise Jesus Christ because when we were unlovable, we were loved by a father who gave up his only son for us in order that he might see each and every one of us as the apple of his eye. And that's why we sing. And according to verse 3 in our passage, we're called to sing a new song to the Lord with passion and skill. Now, what is this new song? It doesn't mean just some different song because all the old songs got boring, but new in the sense that our song now has a different ending like never before. It's more complete. It's more fulfilled, right? It's more consummated. You know, we, we see this song, this term uh, in Revelation chapter 5. They sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll to open its seal because you were slain with your blood and you purchased men for God from every tribe, language, and people, and nation. We don't just sing about God's attributes today, but now in the New Testament and in, in our own time, we sing about God's redemption, what he's brought to completion, what Psalm 33 hoped for is now completed in Christ and what we have today. And so this new song is the song of the redemption of Christ's death. This new song, it, it should never grow old when we, when we think about it. it. It's always new to us, and, and we must always sing it. We must always sing it with, pray, with passion, with joy, and even with skill. And the writer of this psalm says, that's why praise fits you, verse 1. Praise fits you. Why? Because a Christian never gets bored with the gospel. And the gospel is music to our ears. It's the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. In fact, this is the song, the new song, that we will probably sing forever in eternity. The gospel of Jesus Christ. And so praise God. Praise him fervently. Praise him with music and singing. Praise him even with skill. You know, I, I, part of me, you know, I, I always wished I was a praise leader. Um, believe it or not, I actually tried to lead praise when I was doing youth group ministry, but I realized one thing, and that is I don't have any skill. You know, I, I just don't have the skill. And, and, and it was just not. It was just not my gift, and uh, I, you know, therefore I kind of just stopped doing that stuff. But I'm thankful. I'm thankful for for our worship committee, and I'm thankful for our our praise team. And and um, I'm curious, you know, during our Zoom times here on Sundays, um, how you guys praise, right? Because right now Abe is the only one. He's the only one apart from me and James who has probably the most screen time every Sunday as he sings these songs. And uh, when he does, I'm wondering what people are doing at home. 
Are you sitting there listening to him and singing with him? Or are you kind of just going around the house, taking care of business because this is the music part and the sermon hasn't come yet, right? I'm going to be very honest, you know, because I don't really sing well. I'm also just kind of looking at Abe, you know, and for me, it's just the Abe show. And I'm thinking, wow, today, you know, he trimmed his beard, um, you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm looking at the words, you know, and, and it's, of course, it's, it's hard to praise during the pandemic, isn't it? It's hard to be a part of that during, during uh, Zoom, but I hope that in person we get to do this. And, and so as I highlight the, the praise team and, and the worship committee here, um, at, in, in terms of what they need and what they want to do or what, what, how they're doing, uh, since Abe is pretty much the, the praise team right now in the past year, I thought it'd be great to kind of listen directly from him as I ask him a few questions. And so at this time, I'm going to ask Abe to come online with me, right? And uh, what we're going to do is, you know, rather than me just kind of coming up with things that maybe the praise team meets, I'll just, I'll just ask Abe in this little, this little interview here for just a couple of minutes about what he thinks, because he is, after all, our praise leader. And, and um, I think it'd be great to hear from him. Hi, Abe. Hey, thanks for joining us today in our worship. In the last few minutes of my sermon time, I decided to make some time for you uh, to, to kind of just talk to you about, about worship. First of all, I just wanted to let you know, and I'm sure everyone here agrees, that we're thankful for your service, as well as the rest of the um, praise time or praise team, uh, who eventually will serve you and help you uh, along with the worship committee. But we're thankful for your commitment and service to the church and, every, and everything we do, everything you do on Zoom. Um, let me just ask you a question so that people can know what it's like to be a praise leader. Um, here's a question that I have. What, what things do you enjoy or what things do you like about leading worship? Things do I like? I like that it's called the Abe Show. <laughs> but in, uh, in all seriousness, um, I think for me, it's I've always been drawn to um, what music can do. And being able to, to lead people, to encourage people with music, um, that's always something that's special, like seeing people respond and um, in, engaging in, a, in whatever capacity that you can. Um, so I know friends who like have their tone deaf, but they sing like no one's watching. And for me, that's always encouraging to see um, how they're you know reacting to like the worship time. So for me, it's it's really it's really the participation response that I see and I find really encouraging. Okay, great. Thanks. Thanks for that answer. Great answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what, what, are, what, are some, what are some things that are hard leading praise and, and bringing a praise leader? What are, what are some of the struggles you have? Uh, for me, the, the difficulty is um, trying to balance between like expression and maintaining uh, biblical truth. It's very easy to, to lean into a culturally relevant song or something that sounds nice. Um, but, you know, it's always backed by some level of, of biblical truth and kind of pushes through what that expression is. And I think it's also tough, um, I guess, to make sure that it's not just like you singing it, but it's also like you living it um, because words can, you know, if it's not backed by truth, it can be empty. And so having that experience, you know, led by something um, that you believe to be true is always more potent and more, you know, expressive with music. That's deep, Dave. That's deep, deep, real deep. Um, 
yeah, I could see that being a struggle. Um, okay, so any more practical questions. What what are some things do you think uh, you or or the praise team or even the worship community? What do you think uh, you might need more help with? Um, I think having a much larger praise team or more dynamic praise team gives more opportunity to to you know sing different songs or do different things. Um, so like if people are they're musical and they have a heart to serve, I would encourage, you know, this is like a great way to do it. Um, also like, you know, for me, I guess what I need more help with is I'm not the most organized person. So accountability and <laughs> accountability and uh, communication is always gonna be helpful to kind of like figure out what the needs are, what people want to do, you know, like what, you know, other things uh, or opportunities there are to, to, to worship. Okay, so I guess um, if anyone there in the congregation is open to serving and helping Abe and the rest of the team out, please don't talk to him. Um, and uh, let's see, last question, I, I just want to ask you, how's it been leading worship or praise during COVID? Honestly, it's been pretty nice. Um, <laughs> um, there is a level of a little bit more not intention but attention um, when you're dealing with multiple people and arranging music right um, but for me i know what i can do um, and so it's easier to kind of set up um, but in the same way i think it's 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 not to be in that comfortable state but to really put yourself into that that expressive state and i feel like for me um, you know, I would look forward to, to going back into in-person worship and being able to, you know, be a little bit more dynamic because everything's acoustic and everything's just my voice. And I'm sure you guys are tired of my voice. <laughs> so like having a little bit more bounce with, you know, um, a singer or a piano and adding in different instruments is always going to be helpful. So yeah, not too bad, but you know, I'm looking forward to, to in-person worship. Great. That's good to hear. And last question that, that I have for you is, is this. Um, are you dating yet, Abe? No. No? Well, why not? It's the beard. The beard. What are you looking for? Can you give me an idea so we could help you out? Gosh, I don't know. Um, a woman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, there you have it. Uh, any woman will do. Any woman. <laughs> He's, uh, he's eligible. And, uh, you know, from what I understand, praise leaders who are married actually do a better job of actually leading praise. And so we need to pray for, for Abe and to do that. Okay, let me close us in prayer as we pray for our worship team and pray for uh, our praise team. Also, and pray, pray for Abe. Uh, Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you, God, as we are reminded about the importance of 